Hey, everybody. It's that time again. Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, all sort of pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source, Galaxy Sports, back in Pennsylvania. And Art, you were a former professional golfer. First question I have to ask you, and we're taping this about 3.15 Pacific Daylight Time on Thursday, 6.15 in the East, three hours before the NBA first uh, game of the championship series. But Dustin Johnson taking the uh, money from Saudi Arabia. Christine Brennan have really attacked him in USA Today. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of either Christine Brennan or Nancy Armour of the USA Today. Second thoughts is, is being a professional golfer in the past, I'll tell you what, if they offered me $110 million, it would take me a New York second to sign the deal, all right? Because you know what? They don't get to, to compete if they're on the disabled list and get paid. Nobody takes care of them, okay? They have endorsements. They have, you know, their talents to rely on. They get paid per tournament. For many, many years, Fred, when players went outside the United States to come play on the Japan PGA Tour where I played, the Australasian Tour, and or the European Tour, they got appearance money. 200000 for this guy, 300000 for Tiger. Now, all of a sudden, Tim Monaghan, the new commissioner, is telling independent contractors what they can or can't do. Sergio Garcia, Louis, Louis, uh, Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, uh, there's like seven or eight guys that are really pushing the envelope on this one, and I'm proud of them because you know what? Nobody should be able to dictate what you do, where you go to earn a living as a professional golfer. In my All right, Art, Art says that, and Fred comes back with this. What if it was Putin who started the golf tour right now? Would you be okay with that too? Well, I've played <laughs> played golf in a lot of places, but I've never played golf in Russia. That's a whole different story, Fred. I mean, you talk about someone who's attacking a country here. I mean, you know, comparing Greg Norman and uh, the Saudi Saudis to, to Putin, when we've been buying oil and supplying them jets and doing all kinds of things with them over the years, you know, I, that's that's a, a little bit of a far stretch. But you know what? I don't know. That's a tough one, Fred. I, I just feel real bad about the fact that, uh, that these guys are going to be put in harm's way by a system that doesn't allow new companies to come in and compete. But, again, you, you know, in Saudi Arabia, it's really not an independent I understand situation. Because, I understand all that, Fred. Right. So how is that any different than Russia? Why, why do we why do we do business with Saudi Arabia? Why have we done business with Russia? Okay, we're in bed with those people. We supply them with our best jets. We supply them with we buy all their oil. Okay, well we have all the oil we need right here. So what's the difference if a government's allowed to deal with them? I mean, shouldn't they be sanctioned? I mean, we know how corrupt they are. But you know what? Corruption starts at the top in every country, and it doesn't seem like it stops in any country right now. In the 40s, uh, some of the baseball players, MLB players, who weren't making a lot of money, ran to the Mexican League for a year or two, and they weren't allowed back. Will the PGA allow these guys back if it should fail? Well, I'll tell you what. 
if if I was Dustin Johnson and they gave me $120 million to play in a, in a limited amount of like eight or 10 events, I think I might be able to lawyer up real well and I'd go after their ass. I seriously would. Because you know what? One thing I believe in is free trade and, and I believe in the free market enterprise system. And I do understand the, you know, the parts of this. What, what happened at the embassy in Turkey isn't right. But I don't see anybody holding their feet to the fire, Fred. Why does a pro golfer have to be held to a higher standard than, than other people along the line? Well, I got to tell you something. If somebody offered me $25 million, I hate flying so much. And I would hate Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't go. I mean that in Austin. I was thinking about this since last week. when about I About 20 years ago, Fred. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I hate flying so much, and I, I'd be I'd be frightened to go to Saudi Arabia. I realize the first event, I think, is in London, right? But, I mean, yeah. some of the events are going to be near Saudi Arabia. I wouldn't get anywhere near in 2022. Actually, it, only one of the events is going to be in Saudi Arabia, and it's already been, been held. Uh, they're going to play in Rome. They're going to play in Madrid. They're going to play in Tokyo. They're going to play in Australia. What they're trying to do, and, and this is where people don't understand, they haven't this is what bothers me about mainstream reporters. They want to tell the story. They want to make Phil Mickelson out to be a bad guy. They want to make Greg Norman out to be a bad guy. The bottom line is they're trying to further the game of golf worldwide. Okay. What has the PGA tour done worldwide for the game of golf? Very little. Okay. There's, they've talked about China. They're in bed with the Chinese. Nick Falbo's building golf courses all over China. The PGA Tour has its own Chinese tour, okay? What makes the Chinese any better than the Saudis, honestly, Fred? Folks, you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com. I'm betting that most people agree with Art on this subject. I'm sort of in between uh, because, again, uh, it's supposed to be a free country, this country. Then on the other side of it, of course, is Saudi Arabia, and we know about Saudi Arabia, but... I think there's a slight lean toward art side, but you might disagree. Sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, the NBA playoffs. The uh, conference championship round to me was horrible. Uh, one team would be up by 25 by halftime. The game would be over by then. Is this series, starting in three hours from right now, this Thursday night, is this series, Art, in your opinion, going to be better? Warriors, Celtics? You know, I, I got a funny feeling we're going to get a humdinger. We're due. I mean, there hasn't been hardly a game in the playoffs that, that brought the kind of excitement you and I remember 10, 15, 20 years ago where, you know, the game comes down to the last five minutes. It's fantastic basketball. I see the Celtics playing a little better team ball right now. Um, I might be going against the grain here, going against the odds. But I see the Celtics, because of their defense, winning in, set, in six games. Um, I'm just, I'm just not sold on Golden State in terms of, uh, you know, whether they're going to step up and, and, and get the kind of play they're going to need to beat a very physical Boston team. But I'm hoping for the NBA's sake for a real great series where it comes down to where it's riveting action in the last four or five minutes of the game. NBA needs it, Fred. Sports needs it. All right, let me throw this to you. And this is sort of on your side. Uh, you're leaning toward the Celtics. The uh, Warriors series ended in five. The Celtics series ended in seven. So there's like a weak advantage as far as, you can say, rest 
then word stale comes into existence in my life. Seen it many, many times. Basically, are you basically saying that too, that the Celtics might be ready to go at the start? And maybe I also, I also think there's something else, Fred. You know, the kind of experience and, and the, the moxie you gain in a game seven at Miami on the road, winning a game like that, I think does wonders for your confidence. I also think that we're defense. And I mean, I, I, I got to say, I've watched the Warriors pretty closely this year. I don't think they play a whole lot of defense. Now, I know that things can change in, a, in an NBA Finals, but I mean, the real gut feeling on my level is that I think Boston is going to step up. They're looking for their 18th championship. I think they're one behind the Lakers all time. And uh, I think Golden State is kind of, they, they kind of snuck their way into this thing because a lot of other teams had a lot of injuries. And I'm wondering if if this team isn't a year or two long in the tooth to compete at the highest possible level. But we'll see. Hey, they're in the NBA Finals. Draymond can play. We know Curry can play. You've got some young kids off the bench that I'm excited to see. Steve Kirk can coach. Um, you know, I just, I just have a funny feeling the Celtics are in a position where they can kind of shock the world. I don't think they have a lot of pressure on them in this situation. And I like that kind of situation. I play fantasy. Uh, folks, when you play fantasy, you, usually they, uh, your top-notch superstar gets extra points, maybe double, maybe time and a half for every point, every uh, rebound and assist that he might get. Okay, the odds are pretty good. It's going to be Curry, Brown, or Tatum. Art Source, you've been known to bet a shekel or two. Between those three guys or somebody else in game one, who's going to be the high scorer? High scorer game one is going to be Seth Curry. And I, and I do think Golden State's going to win tonight. Uh, I think they've had a nice little rest. Um, you know, you said they could come out stale. We've seen that happen in the NFL playoffs. When a team fights for that home field advantage, they get a week off and they come out and it's like, what the heck's going on out here, as Lombardi said. But, yeah, I would, I would have to say Seth's going to go off tonight. I would not be surprised if, uh, if uh, Jason Tatum has a big game, though, as well. I think it's going to be a great first game. I see lots of points being scored. Um, I think as, as the series goes on, you're going to see more and more defense as we get closer to the last three games. Um, I think the first four games are going to be showcase. Uh, I think the NBA needs, needs to really get excited about, you know, the game of basketball. So I think they're going to put on a heck of a show tonight. Hey, how about this one, Fred? How about Phil Knight wanting to buy the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers? Well, having lived in Portland in 1985 for six months, left working for a great radio station, KEX, 1090 on your dial, 1190 on your dial. Um, loved the people, hated the rain. Um, the Blazers are what's in in Portland. So from Phil Knight's perspective, he's not going to lose if he pays anything reasonable for it. And I heard that one of the Dodger owners is going to be part owner with Phil Knight. So – they don't lose. The Dodgers don't lose too, too many times. Well, I think that'll help. That'll help Portland compete on the level with the Golden States, with the Lakers, with the bigger teams in the NBA. Because I mean, the only thing I've seen that's held them back is that other that other player to go along with the other couple of players and Damon Lillard. Lillard. So I mean, I think it's going to be great for basketball and uh, good for Phil Knight. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Fred, is this Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson 
calls out Timmy Anderson, the shortstop for the White Sox, calls him Jackie, okay, because he made some allusions to Jackie Robinson. And, and he gets in trouble, and his teammates actually backed him up on it. And now they've kind of realized that this guy might have, you know, a little bit of a bower in him, okay? And now he's complaining that the Yankees aren't backing him up. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. You've played for four teams for four years, and nobody likes you, okay? Maybe you ought to look in the mirror and figure it out. It's like this morning, I'm watching Amber Heard's attorney on CBS this morning, and she's She's like telling, you know, what a bad person. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not talking about the most pure driven snow woman in the history of the world here. All right. And they're tossing, you know, Johnny Depp under the under the bus. And I'm like, well, where's the other side to this case? You know, I mean, wow, I could not believe CBS this morning. And what's funny was our old guy from from Good Morning Football, the wide receiver who's now on on the, uh, the the morning show on CBS, he actually had the best question in a very calm way. He goes, hey, he goes, you know, when we played bad football games, you know, we could blame a lot of other people, but sometimes you got to look in the mirror and figure out what could I have done a little bit better as an attorney to represent my client. I love that she had no answer to that one. It was beautiful. Folks, uh, did you care one bit about the uh, Amber Heard trial? Uh Johnny Depp. I I didn't watch one minute of it. I didn't care one minute of it. it I never would care. One just so you know, Fred. I mean, they went back and forth. I mean, really, and I agree with you in the in the grand scheme of things, you know. But hey, it's all entertainment nowadays in this world. So who? All right, knows? back to the wall. Hey, back to the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Big one tonight at Dodger Stadium. You got Walker against Gonsolin. Both of them are undefeated, five and zero and three and zero. Both of them have ERAs under 2.5, and the Mets have the best record in baseball, a 10-game lead in the East, and the Dodgers, coming off a three-game debacle with the Pirates, need to get things turned around. Who would have thought that Tony Gonsolin would be the Dodgers' ace so far in this season? As indicated, I play fantasy. I see a 9-7 to game tonight. Because they both are undefeated and have such good ERAs. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I just have a hunch that both teams uh, will score a lot of runs. But let's stay on that subject for a moment. Uh, look, the Dodgers have more speed than any team in baseball. And I'll battle anybody if you disagree with that. You, if you've got uh, what you have at the top of the lineup for the Dodgers, not Freddie Freeman, but if you've got Betts, who I think is the most valuable player, you've got uh, Trey Turner. Uh, you got Lux. Uh, you got a lot of speed. How come they can't slide and keep their feet on the base? That's A. And B, they're not a very smart running type team. Yeah, uh, on Wednesday night's game, second, okay, it's the fourth inning they're trailing. Mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, Chris Taylor's a good player. He's on second base, he double. No outs, okay? There's a ground ball between short and third. It never got through. But they would never have been able to throw the hitter out at first. But Taylor takes off for third. So we learned this in Little League or Pony League. Art, if the ball's hitting. You wait till the ball, you wait till the ball go. goes through. Don't you right. wait till it goes through? Right. You have to wait till it goes through. You cannot give the shortstop no. that shot. I don't that's know. If that fundamental, that's a fundamental play in baseball. Okay. So, you know, and, and, and Fred, we're starting to see more and more of that in Major League Baseball. And my theory is they rush these kids to the Major Leagues. 
In other words, you used to have to, no matter how good you were, you had to spend a certain amount of time learning the game, playing 75 to 150 games in double A, triple A. And pretty much if you play in 150 games, you're going to be coached up by some great coaches. And you know, if you're at second base and the ball's hit to your right as a, as a runner, you got to wait for it to go through or you hang tough because that's the toughest playing baseball. I remember when I was playing baseball, I hit a shot to the hole and Gary Templeton from Santa Ana Valley backhanded it and did one of these little flips, threw me out by 10 feet. I went, oh, my God, I've never seen anybody with that kind of arm. And I mean, but the point I'm making is fundamentally, Major League Baseball players, A, they don't know how to bunt. B, they don't know how to get a hitter over, move a runner over to third with less than one out or two outs. It's it's just amazes me. And the, the art of the stolen base has all but gone the way of the California condor. You know, last night uh, it was Joe Davis, I think uh, Eric Karras. I was sort of hoping somebody, one of those two guys would have mentioned that, but of course neither did. Bart, in our last couple of moments, a very important topic, the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr, their coach, taking a strong stand as far as the national anthem and certainly uh, guns. Uh, Gabe Kapler. Same with the San Francisco uh, Giants manager. He's doing the same thing. Same thing. Your thoughts. You know, I just don't think we need paramedics you know, rifles that are that shoot 60 bullets in, in a minute. I, I mean, those, you don't go hunting with guns like that, you know, but who am I to, who am I to disagree with the second amendment of the United States? I mean, I, I feel bad. I think a, there ought to be officers in, in the schools. There should be people there. I don't think they should have fences around them because then it makes the school into like a prison. But there are ways to do things. You could have badges that allow you to get in, okay, if you're a student or a teacher or somebody in the faculty. That's a great idea. Um, I think there should be some officers there overseeing things. Um, There's a lot of things we could do, Fred. But, uh, I, you know, I stand up. I don't argue with people who stand up for their beliefs. I happen to believe that, uh, you know, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. And it's something special, but, but I also don't believe in, in, you know, taking guns, doing bump stocks. I don't believe in, 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 you know, in using some machine guns and things of that nature. I have a problem with that a little bit. I, I don't know whether it's a 21 year age threshold, 18 year age threshold, but I, you know, I, I've never been a big gun guy, Fred. I don't even think I've ever shot a gun to be perfectly honest with you. That's not me. I mean, but I can't speak for other people. I just, I feel very sad for the families of the people in Texas and all around the country over the last 20 years. I was living in Denver when Columbine happened. And, and I remember I was in the, uh, the Cherry Creek Mall and I actually heard the gunfire and we didn't know what it was. I thought it was fireworks. Went home, found out, you know, and, and it was very sad. And, and a lot of it is parenting, Fred. Believe me when I tell you this. You know, you've got to teach your children. You've got to, there's a lot of things that are not going properly in this country. And, you know, you can't blame education system on all of it. Art, in our last minute, give us your last thoughts uh, for this uh, edition of Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Well, I got to tell you, it's a great weekend for ladies sports. Um, you know, you've got the French Open coming down to it. You've got the U.S. Women's Open where I guess a, uh, 
a young gal from Sweden who's an LSU graduate, has the early first-round lead. Um, you know, you have Jack's Tournament in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, which, you know, they're honoring Ben Crenshaw and Charlie Sifford. So it could be a fun weekend in sports. You got the NBA Finals. Um, I'm excited about being able to watch some great sports. I just got off vacation, went down to Ocean City, Maryland, had some fantastic seafood. And as always, Fred, I really appreciate doing the sports business show with you guys tomorrow of course uh, sports overnight america and uh, mario thank you very much art thank you very much folks you can email us sportsfred at aol.com until next time thank you guys and gals for listening believe sports business sports media bye everybody <laughs>